Yeah, Chicago, we're back. My name is Zegar Perez, alongside Lee's. Lee's, you have a baby. Great no bowling. Life. No bowling today. He, uh, he's taking care of some business, but that's all right. We'll power through. We've been off a week, but uh, a lot has been going on in the in the sports landscape this past week, especially with um, Cub Sox actually naming their opening day starters, which kind of gets me hyped for first first day home, you know, opening day when it comes to baseball having having actual baseball that matters again for the south side of chicago what a spring training cubs rivalry doesn't do it for you no god no <laughs> especially when it's a tie they game it out for a four four tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah Sox actually named giolito as a starter which kind of was expected but with that being said it, it does make us look at the landscape of how our pitching rotation is going to be mm-hmm. and it's just exciting knowing that we kind of had three pitchers that would have been able to be opening day starter with uh, Giolito, Keiko, and Lance Lynn now. So that shit's exciting. We never had pitching before. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would have leaned toward Lance Lynn to start. I think they wanted to keep uh, Giolito in there kind of for the previous years, him being the yeah. linchpin of our starting rotation. So with that, it's I think it's kind of a nod to him saying thank you, especially after last year. He absolutely kicked ass when it came to mm. pitching the entire year, actually the past two years. Um, and Keiko even said in the news, he said that he feels a lot more healthier at the beginning of this spring training as opposed to the previous couple of years. So if he's healthier this year than he was last year, that's going to be a fucking damn good rotation. So that Sox team is ready to roll, man. Did you look up your opening day tickets yet? God. The, well, they're opening the season in L.A., right? They are. When is their home? 8th. April 8th, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. But with that being said, I actually did look at it since they did state that it's going to be about 20% capacity for home games. Uh-huh. Um, I did look it up the first day that they announced that, so it may have been a little bit inflated. But the cheapest tickets I found were, you know, like $800 a ticket, you know, some, some slight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which kind of sucks because I was thinking of of you know taking my dad, taking my sisters, yeah, um, to the game so that we can actually watch. I it it was kind of a tradition until I think like last year, um, last year two years ago we would either go to home home opener or to a Cubs Sox game together, like mm-hmm. kind of as a family. Um, so it kind of sucks that you know it was a little bit of our out of our price range. You know, you you Cubs fans have it a little different. You know, with your money. What? <laughs> What are you talking about, just attending or just the price of admission? No, just like... Because you could get into Sox Park with a can of fucking Pepsi. C- Cubs fans uh, average, you know, salaries a little bit higher <laughs> than us Cubs fans. Okay, not my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to a couple games a year, and that's when I, you know, find a good deal on StubHub and shit. Yeah, the good thing is, you know, if the Sox don't win it this year, the Cardinals will, so... Oh, fuck you. Our five-year bet will actually... You know, we'll get you one step closer to, to paying that off, but... uh. I took my parents, was it last year? No, well, obviously not last year. The the year before that, to uh, my dad's never been to Wrigley, so we went to their first Cubs game. It was me, my mom, my dad, and my nephew. And uh, they were playing the A's, and they got, that's the game when they got their ass kicked like 12-0. Yes. <laughs> it was a show. They got fucking shelled. I was like, oh, man, this is this probably did, didn't go as planned. But Did they want to leave after like the fourth? No, nah, fuck that. We stayed. <laughs> but I'm saying, did they, they want to They got to down leave? early. I don't care. I stayed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was it was dope, though. I mean, they, they got to see it. 
everything before the fucking age just started blowing him up was going great and i got i got my little nephew on the jumbotron too so oh that's dope yeah so that, that was a pretty cool thing yeah what with that though man honestly like that's those are the best moments those are going to be the moments that you always kind of think about um you know when you're a kid i remember one story that i had where i was probably nine or ten i actually went to a uh Sox cubs game at comiskey um it was the game in which it was tied um past the ninth inning bottom of the ninth bases loaded carlos lee hits a grand slam to win the game i remember absolutely losing my shit and a bunch of drunk ass people that are, you know, supposed to be taking care of me, just like hanging <laughs> out around me and shit. It was just a fucking good time. And, you know, I'm pretty sure your nephew is going to remember that for like the rest of his life. Hopefully, man. I mean, it's, I think I'm pretty sure I got the video I sent to my sister. So, but you know, it was a fun experience. He's, he's the sporty one of the two. My other nephew guy, he's not really that into sports, but yeah, this, this little guy, I swear to he's, he could be a football player, man. He's like, a stocky dude, big as hell. He's just running and sweating all the time. Like football or football? Not football. Oh, like <laughs> uh, <hell> no. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. They actually even did, a, like, for MLB.com, they actually brought out a list of who they think is going to be the um, top lineups for hitting. And Sox were in their top five for almost everyone's. And, I mean, Tim Anderson, you already know, this podcast is a pro, pro TA. T- pro TA. Yeah, pro TA. He absolutely fucking sets the table for everyone else. And that does remind me of Pudsednik in 05. You know what else reminds me of 05? High school? The Illini. High school? What the fuck? <laughs> the, high school? Weren't you in high school at the time in 05? Starting. Yeah. Uh, the Illini being for the number one seed. Illini being was the number one. Was that the last one? time? That was the last time they were the one seed. was the same time that the White Sox absolutely demolished the playoffs. <laughs> And only lost one game, so it's a sign from God. Bet the fucking boat on the fucking White Sox to win. Right. If you want to parlay it with a line, I making it to the final four. Go ahead, you know, get get you a little nicer boat. I'd rather put. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather put my money on the line. I take. It. I mean, I'd love to bet it, but I can't do it here. We might have to visit some other websites or legally our uh, our sponsor Bavada dot com, <laughs> <laughs> or just go on over to Indiana to fucking place a bet. That's the dumbest shit, man. Come on, man. It's yeah, you could cross the street and get your get your bed in. Right, like uh, as long as you're not actually in the state of Illinois, you can't lay a bed. But yeah, and you know my address is still here. I just need to go be somewhere else. It's all fucking dumb. They, I, I was looking for those games like a dumbass the entire weekend. Yeah, where I was trying to bet the big time <laughs> of the championship. I'm like, all right, cool. Alina, you know, has a good chance. Let me try to get ahead of it. And about two, three times, I was like, wait, why can't I find this? Like, am I looking over it? And of course, they end up fucking winning it. So, <laughs> the time that you can bet on someone that's going to be a winner, you, it doesn't let you in the state of Illinois. That does kind of start up, you know, March Madness with the conference championships over. With that, after last year not being able to do it, I actually had vacation. I always take vacation. You always take it, right? Always take vacation first two days of March Madness off, just because those are the most fun times. Um, Twenty sixteen, we may have gotten a little bit, you know, drunk. Because uh, we started very early, uh, we ended up on the uh, bar on the north side called McGee's. Shout out McGee's. Shout out McGee's. Um, and our friend Cap, um, who hopefully we'll hear from soon. Fuck Cap. <laughs> he, uh, you know, drank a little bit too much. He had not drank in about forty days. 
and it just so happened to be March Madness as well as St. Patrick's Day weekend. So he was absolutely obliterated, and we ended up getting to a fight where someone got their eye gouged. What so, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, the, the reputation of March Madness has to proceed. So if anyone wants to see me at the bar, make sure to bring uh, your glasses. <laughs> I don't. Oh, okay, I don't think we. I did not expect that story to turn that way. <laughs> to be honest, we need to get Cap in here to give his side of the story. Did he win? Was was his eye gouged? Was he doing the gouging? Uh, it was no one that is known to this podcast currently. Okay, he hasn't entered this world yet. Right, but uh, eye gouge Rick is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, hopefully this uh, this Thursday or Friday isn't. There's no eye be- eyeballs being gouged, or we just enjoy some basketball. Yeah, I mean, it should be good basketball, too, especially since Duke is dead. All dead. Rest in peace. North Carolina, dead. Michigan State, bowling's team. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> no, he's a Michi- Michigan guy. Yeah. No. Get it right. Fuck him. He's Get not right. here today. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michigan State is in the play- play-in game, I should say. I was going to say playoff game, but uh, play-in game. I, I honestly think that it's going to be awesome with the smaller schools. It's going to allow for a lot more madness, you know, more the March madness. Um, but I think those are those are the best stories. You have Rick Pitino coming in with Iona out of all fucking teams. Mm-hmm. You have Michigan State barely come in, you know, January, February, Izzo. But with that, I mean, you you have to put put a little, sh- you know, some shekels on on the line. Eh? They're playing really well. They're probably playing the best right now. I don't know shit. I honestly can confidently say i don't know shit about college basketball so but, but it does look like they're playing very well as we break down a college basketball segment, tournament but yeah. <laughs> oh no i <laughs> yeah I'm, i don't i don't i'm not i don't really fuck with college basketball either. i don't know it's never it's never been my thing i'll watch the tournament but I, i'm not watching regular season I, i'm barely even watching conference fucking conference tournaments championships i i nerd out on players so i'll specifically yeah. hone in on certain players but even then like gonzaga has a loaded team so even Suggs who's like their main star isn't like a transcendent transcendent person how many brackets you filling out or have you already I haven't filled any out uh I suck at these um but I feel like it'd be fun if we actually did one for the show uh we can kind of a show bracket yeah we can have a show like bracket individually or individually okay uh as well as anyone that's out there our fans you can we can start something up so it's, you know, open. I actually think Yahoo has one where it's, you know, free charge. Yeah, yeah. I think ESPN does as well. I was thinking, because you know how it's always fucking the randomest people that win these, right? these like, bracket tournaments and shit? I think I'm going to do, not mine personally, but I'm just going to, I'm going to do mine, and then I'm going to do another one where every matchup is based on a coin flip. Oh, nice. I'm going to do a coin flip bracket. I was actually thinking of doing a mascot one of who I think would win in a fight. And just fights? Yes. Well, if you go with mascot brackets, I mean, it's some of the matchups are going to be pretty easy, like the VCU Rams against Oregon Ducks. You think the Orange Men would get canceled <laughs> for being, you know? I think they're just oranges. I don't think they're... Uh, Isn't it secret Orange Men? I think they... No, I think they dropped them then. Oh, word? I think they're just oranges. They're just straight up fruit now. Can't get canceled for that, right? I'm just stating the fact. That's a very true. the Syracuse oranges. Yeah. Their mascot's a fucking orange. I mean, we, we, I mean we, cultural we, appropriation for Oompa Loompas, bro. <laughs> the fuck? They we, should get canceled. We talked to our guy Dave Ross, and he he probably supports the orange. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a fruit. It's a fruit. 
How can you root for a fruit as as your mascot though? I don't, I don't, I don't agree with this. <laughs> it's not very intimidating. No, not at all. You're just an orange, bro. I definitely like the idea of having some sort of tournament where uh, our listeners get to choose, and I don't know, we'll come up with some sort of prize or. We'll look up. Uh, we'll just buy a prize and give it out, or something. Or maybe we'll look for a sponsor. Who knows? Who knows what'll uh, who will listen or want to give us a gift card or something? Yeah, definitely. Let's try to blow it up so we can get something like that. Or we'll have Lee's buy you a bottle. True. We could give him that bottle. That bottle of Maker's Mark right there. Yeah. Winner gets the bottle of Maker's Mark, even though it's open. It's opened. Uh, it's not. We'll help you finish. It's it. It's almost full. We'll help you finish it. Or you go back to the Montezuma. I should have bought that bottle. I, I saw it at the liquor store, and I, I posted it on Instagram, and I tagged you guys, but I didn't end up buying it. I think the, the, the guy at the store thought I was going to steal something, because <laughs> I was over in that tequila section just looking for it. I mean, I couldn't find it, obviously, but I was just like, oh, where the fuck is it? And I don't know. Every time someone asks me if I need help, I always, by default, say no. He probably thought you were a bum since you were trying to look for Montezuma. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, I found it. I sent a picture. It's like 10 bucks for a fucking bottle like that. Does it come in like the squeezy bottles, like the skull vodka? No. <laughs> I should have bought it. Out. I, I should go back to the liquor store, buy it, and winner gets a bottle of Montezuma tequila. or And maybe there'll be some extra stuff, like a legit bottle thrown in there. If if we do that, I'm willing to buy whoever wins this bracket, fake bracket that we're just talking about right now. Yeah. I will buy them a shot if I ever see them at any bar. <laughs> Make it even for the pain of having the Matsuzuma in your, so in you your get, body. You get one and a half ounces of good tequila and <laughs> 750 milliliters of some shitty tequila. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, well, with this bracket, we'll, we'll see what's going on. I mean, for guys that don't really follow college basketball, we sure as fuck love betting on it. And those first two days, man, we're going to bet on every game. Bet on pretty much every <laughs> single game and see how they go. But, oh, I was, I was getting shit from some people for our... Um, for our whiskey picks because yeah. so far none of our i don't think we've hit on a single one. Oh, we hit one baby no we hit one it was just two weeks late <laughs> what oh you're talking about bowling's picks bowling bowling picked the raptors two weeks ago when it got canceled yeah but he picked the bulls over the raptors two weeks ago game got canceled well that shit happened on sunday night <laughs> <laughs> they broke their uh their rut they came out after coming out fucking slow in the after the all-star break after they got busted by the sixers once again, you know what? We a team full of nobodies. We, we may absolutely suck with our whiskey picks, it looks like, but our bet for big men overs is looking pretty good because there was nobodies on the Sixers. Their backup center, their backup backup center, because not even Dwight Howard, was fucking killing the Bulls on the inside. And that kind of that's kind of the reason I feel like that, that Carter and Kobe got benched because it's of how bad they've been getting beat on the fucking inside. Mm-hmm. Their defense, the way that they start games has been atrocious. And Sunday's game against the Raptors, they actually shook up the starting lineup a little bit. I've been firmly on the start saddle train for that reason alone. I think I think I was either telling you. My philosophy behind that was you get someone in there that can start the game off in a more controlled fashion. Someone with experience right. that can get the ball rolling that coming up the floor doesn't have the ball doesn't have to be in Zach's hands. And you give that offense an opportunity to start off good, you know, and we weren't seeing that with Kobe and Wendell offensively hasn't been confident either. So, I mean, you, you bring in Sato, you're bringing that. The fat one kind of surprised me, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think you brought up a good point because we t- we spoke about this on Friday when they actually announced it, that they mm-hmm. were going to start bringing Sato and Thad onto the starting lineup. You did make a good point in which it's because of their chemistry works really well together. Yeah. Um, they both cut. They both are willing passers as opposed to Kobe, which, you know, it's going to be a jack-up shot or a turnover basically half 
you know, majority of the time. Wendell Carter, ain't, ain't, he's not going to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. He's too scared to shoot it. So I, I think th- I think that's the reason that they both started. And you know what? It might be in Kobe's benefit because he will be able to be the primary scorer when Zach Levine's on the bench. He can actually go against the second unit and get some easy points. Yep. He's a quick motherfucker. He even did a little saucy move. Stacy said that he hit him with like the, the combo with the like two piece and something, but he had a nice little turnover or sorry crossover that actually got a got him an easy bucket. Wendell Carter actually had a double double. Uh, he was actually aggressive at the beginning of the game too. I feel like it kind of died down. Yeah, he had like what like seven straight points yeah, once he, had, he came in. He had seven straight points. I actually think by halftime he had nine, which for him is pretty good. He he ended up. I know around the third the end of the third quarter he had like 12 and 9 uh 12 points and 9 rebounds he ended with a double double which is always good but i mean he even said after the game though that he understands why billy donovan actually benched him he's like i would bench me too the way that i was playing yeah he was down after that after that toronto game after the miami game sorry yeah and and i think this might be the wake-up call for him and kobe where it's like hey you know what if we don't get our shit together this might be the end of the road with the Bulls, which... Who's more Who's more likely to, to get it back into the starting lineup first? Carter. I agree. He Because he can be good defensively when he's not fucking hacking the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. But you know, you get six fouls a game, baby. You get six fouls a game. Gotta use them all. <laughs> you don't get any back at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he can be good defensively. Kobe isn't. He just isn't right now. And it may be a you thing where he's not used to it. But he kind of is scatterbrained on defense, and he kind of gets picked on. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be Carter is more likely to come back in, even if they have something like him and Thad in there instead of Laurie or anything like that. I think they're trying to use Laurie right now so they can try to ship him out to Boston. Boost his uh, value up a bit. Yeah. I mean, there's another week left until the trade deadline. So Yeah. So, you know, we have limited time um, to see if there's anything worth actually trading him for. But Kobe, I think he's a better, he's a microwave. He's a second unit guy. He's going to be able to score on the other team's second, you know, point guard, second yeah, backcourt. He'll be able to get into the paint. He'll be able to put up those dumbass threes that he'd be shooting sometimes. I mean, it's a good thing that the the Bulls actually won. Once again, I was a skeptical one at the beginning of the year. Uh, but stuff like this, it kind of shows that there are little tweaks that can be done that can make this into a winning ball club. It shows also the value that Billy Donovan brings to this club and uh, how much they trust him. Because, like you said, everyone interviewed before or after the game, all this, all they were saying was, you know, we don't care what happens, we just want to win, we just want to win, we just want to win. Wendell even said that he, when he spoke to Billy Donovan by him getting benched, that he was. He trusted him. Like, he was okay with him. And like you said, he even said he would bench himself. But it's nice to see a coach that can actually, he's actually trying to grow these guys. And you can see a game to game and doing the best thing for the team while doing what's best for the player as individuals. And after leaving that bowling era, this is not bowling, but bowling era. (laughs) Boiling. Boiling. This is going to be the first time in a while that we actually care about Bulls teams. And you know what? I actually want to bring up the fact that we actually had a caller that did. that actually dropped something into our voicemail and let us kind of gave us a good question when it came to watching the Bulls. Yeah, we got a Bulls call at 312-985-6006, and uh, this is what they had to say. Okay, 
So I can't remember who said it. Maybe it was bullying. I don't remember. But one of y'all said uh, one of y'all said something like, "To think about the last time that we actually watched every single Bulls game and had an emotional investment every night, which was back in 2013, which was damn near a decade ago." And I just felt like he's absolutely right. Like that is literally the last time I watched the Bulls game, or maybe not the last time I watched it. Uh, maybe not the last time, but. It's definitely when I was super invested. And I just feel like shit went downhill from there. I stopped watching the games. I wasn't so invested. Um, maybe the last time I watched an entire Bulls game was when Tibbs was coached. <laughs> um, I don't know, 2015? I don't know. But listening to you guys has gotten me so fucking happy. And it makes me want to go back to watching all the games and sure. becoming fully invested again. Uh, I also recently heard that my baby Joaquin wants to retire with the Bulls, and I was like, damn. So it definitely takes me back to those times, and I just want to know, is it worth it? Like, one, is it even going to be the same in the sense that they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to get far? Um, I guess what I'm trying to ask, I guess, is why should I watch the Bulls today? You know what? Shout out Bianca for this call, and I actually think it's a great call. Uh, because this is a transition year for the Bulls, if we're being honest. But it kind of reminds me of 2010 Bulls when Derrick Rose started kind of peaking, showing what he can be. Zach Levine is showing what he can be, and I am the number one Zach Levine hater in this podcast. It's it's on record. Yeah, it's on record. I I have all the receipts showing how much I (laughs) hate his previously inefficient play, but he's been very efficient this year. But he's showing that he can be an all-star. He already did that, right? He's showing that he is a top-level shot maker. That is, seeing some of the dumbass shots that he'd be hitting, he is so confident in his step-back three now that it, it's there's at least two shots a game where you're just like, how the fuck? Yeah. He is also one of the only players in the league where he is going to try to fucking slam on someone. He's going to try to make a highlight. There's a couple plays a game where you're just like, that. damn, that was so smooth like he, how he went up to the rack. So it's almost to his, to his uh, detriment, too, because I think some, sometimes because he doesn't get those calls is because he's so good at avoiding contact that sometimes the ref's not going to believe that he's actually getting hit. Yeah, and then at the end of the game when he actually does get some contact, yeah. just, they just let it play out, mm-hmm. which has been his issue clutch time. But I think it's a great call because it's a transition time for the Bulls. They are showing that they are a team that should be a free agent spot in the future. Um, it's not like the Bears were where a charter franchise is actually a franchise that should matter. Um, we have a lot of young cats that are playing really well. We have veterans that are showing that they actually belong in the league. They've played significantly better this year with Thad as well as Sadoransky. They've been playing very well this year and showing that they actually can be effective on a winning team. So it is a good time to buy stock in the Bulls right now because if they get a star, if they make a trade, if they get someone in free agency next year, you're going to see that there's going to be a lot more hype for the Bulls. They're going to turn into those. Can they jump from 8-7 seed to the 3-4 yeah. seed? Yeah, to answer Bianca's question, will they make the playoffs? There's a chance. Play-in game probably. Play, yeah, play-in game. So, I mean, if you want to look at that as a playoffs, who knows. But will they get close to that spot? Yes. Is it going to be how it was in 2013, 14, 15? No. God, no. <laughs> no. They're, they're not close to that. They're not making a deep run. No. But it is it is worth getting back into the Bulls. 
Definitely. They're a fun team. They're exciting. They score a lot if you don't watch the Miami game. <laughs> and because their defense is kind of shoddy, they make those games more exciting. No matter what the lead is, it doesn't matter if they're up 20 in the third quarter. It's never safe. Keep watching. Never safe. Because you are going to actually tighten your ass cheeks at the yeah. fucking last two, three minutes. They're going to they're gonna break your heart like they did against the Thunder, like they did oh, against disgusting. Portland when they lost on that last second three by Dame. It's... <laughs> It's it is definitely a fun season, and the the reason why you should watch it, even though they're not going to uh, make a deep run, is least like you said, there. This is a team that's developing before our eyes. Right. Zach's playing at a, at the best basketball he's played in his entire career. Kobe is a microwave, but he throws rocket passes two Co- feet away from each other. Kobe's an exciting player, and it, it's definitely been a little frustrating trying to see him adjust to the point guard position. But uh, hopefully, coming off the bench, he 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 gets to. Uh, kind of honed those skills a little bit against the second units. But also just just listening to Billy Donovan speak after the game is that you actually have a coach that will tell you what went wrong during the game, what needs to be adjusted during the game. And if you follow them closely, you'll be able to see these adjustments being put into place game to game, right? Yeah, and that's that's why they actually even, we, we brought it up already, bring changing the starting lineup and having those couple people, two people make a huge difference on the team, the rotation, everything. And I know the other question was, or not question, but she brought up the fact that Joe Kim Noah wanting to retire as a bull. Shout out, Joe. Shout out, Joe Kim Noah, a.k.a. Um, gym Class Heroes guy. Forgot his <laughs> uh, name. Travis. Travis McCoy. Travis McCoy. Yeah, Travis McCoy. McCoy. Yeah. <laughs> but he he became a Chicago staple because he tried his ass off. That is something that Thad can be because he does do that lunch pail work. He does get the rebounds, offensive rebounds, those little tricky steals. Completely different game, especially the shot. Fucking Joe Kim Noah's weird-ass sideways spinning shot. The tornado. The tornado shot. I think someone even, I forgot who it was, but someone in the league said that they came up to him in the in the middle of a game after he shot the first free throw, and they're like, hey, how the fuck do you do that in the middle of a free throw? <laughs> and they were genuinely asking, like, hey, how do you fucking do that? How do you make it go in with that sideways spin? But Thad can be someone that's like that for the Bulls. He is a little bit older already. I think he's like, what, 31? But with that, he he is someone that embodies Chicago. He busts his ass every game. He's going to be there every game. Uh, Joe Kim Noah had a great time in, in the Bulls uniform with us. Um, after that, his career, unfortunately, kind of died out. I mean, I'd be happy. I know they're dumbass one-day contracts just for people to retire. Yeah. But I feel like that his is actually fitting because when he was here, the city fucking loved him. But, I mean, there's enough people on the team where it's worth starting to watch. Yeah, I completely agree. This this team is super excited to watch now. And, Bianca, if you haven't started already, you better start watching the Bulls. Get back on it. We're back, baby. Jump on the the hype train while you can. (laughs) Let's not quite get there, but. It's definitely a better brand of basketball for sure. But thanks, Bianca, for giving us a call, leaving a message. Again, you can hit us up at 312-985-6006. She wasn't the only one that called in. We also got a uh, a second call. What's going on, Gap Chicago? It's Hector here. I'd like to start off with saying I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm calling to leave this message to say how much I hate Chicago Bear fans like myself. We're the most gullible fan base in the world. We'll hear or read rumors about the Bears trading for a franchise QB and run with it like there's no tomorrow. We Photoshop pics of them in Bears uniforms, start mentioning ridiculous words like Super Bowl, and even put them in the top five Bears QBs of all time. We need to pump the brakes on this fantasy. Could it happen? 
Sure it can, but I don't trust this front office to do it. They've had plenty of chances to pick the right QB. I'll give them a pass on Mahomes. No one expected him to do the same thing that he's doing now. But you did pass on Deshaun Watson to Clemson to the national championship and lit up Alabama in the post-style defense. Did we draft him? No. Instead, we got a QB with 13 starts and said, now Watson wants to trade and the Bears are desperate to trade for him. The Bears dropped the ball as usual. So now I'm going to sit here and be a global Bears fan and get all excited for a trade for Wilson or Watson. I can't wait to start fantasizing about them throwing a two-yard pass to the flat on third and 15. I hate being a global Bears fan. Thanks for listening, guys. Damn, Hector. Yeah, man. Hector, it's not that serious, bro. <laughs> How do you really feel? <laughs> he hates himself for being a gullible Bears fan? My, my guy had his valedictorian speech set up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I kind of agree, unfortunately, because I, I since I am the pessimistic one out of the group, it does kind of suck being a Bears fan and thinking stuff like if Patrick Mahomes was drafted by the Bears, he would have gotten hit by a bus on Michigan Avenue. <laughs> he wouldn't have been a good quarterback. He just wouldn't have. No. I mean, the Bears would be in a better spot, obviously. But hold on. Let, let, let me ask you a, a question here. We're all aware that every time the we say Super Bears, Super Bowl, or we tweet out those photoshops, everyone's doing a giant bit, aren't we? Uh, are we aware? Is that Or is that just me thinking that the world, that Bears Twitter is, is one big bit? All right, I actually think, and hear me out, this might be like Inception. <laughs> okay. We all do say shit like that. I think I even posted, he brought up the fact Russell Wilson would be one of the top five quarterbacks. I think I posted that on Twitter. I think you got that from you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally put like him asking to be traded here. Not even him actually putting the jersey on. Yeah, just that alone gets he, him in the conversation. He, he's already top five. I think we kind of inception our own brains where we talk shit so much we traded up we didn't get deshaun watson hashtag we traded up hashtag we traded up we didn't get deshaun watson we didn't get patrick mahomes so we put deshaun watson in a bears jersey and you're like hey that would have looked nice recently russell wilson was saying that sierra wants him to go to chicago um and we do make fun of ourselves but at a certain point, you start to kind of hope for it, and you're just like, whenever it is breaking new news, whenever <laughs> Shefty tweets anything of that nature, you're just like, oh, fuck, is Russell Wilson a, a Chicago Bears quarterback? Did we restructure? I know you had the thought, because I know I had it. Did we restructure Mac and Eddie Jackson and uh, Cody Whitehair? Did we restructure their contracts so that we can have more space to trade for Andy Russell Dalton. Wilson? Andy Dalton, <laughs> the red fucking rifle. That's what we're going to end up with, man. <sighs> Don't say that. It's It'll be so Bears. I mean, instead of, like like Hector said, instead of daydreaming about Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, who I, again, like, like he said, I'm, I'm just as gullible in that sense. Kind of like you did say, I think I think we do play that trick on ourselves where we're being sarcastic, but in the back of our minds, we're like, oh, my God, please happen. Please yeah, happen. we lower our expectations just so that our hearts don't get hurt. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I get what he's saying, but I, I, I agree. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so either. I think what it will end up happening is something like the Bears are going to end up getting someone like Marcus Mariota or Derek Carr, Hector Gallo. Yeah. Um, we can't get Ryan Fitzpatrick because he just signed uh, a breaking news one year deal to with? play with the Washington football team. Oh, but they have a 
Taylor Heineke. They got their franchise quarterback. Yeah, that's probably not going to get the job done. They have the football team's football team quarterback. I, <laughs> I read earlier that, that Mitch was being rumored to go to uh, the football team. Damn, Fitzpatrick just stole his job. Yeah. Stole my job. No, but... I, but I also saw Mitch tied to... The Niners? It's going to be funny as shit when Mitch Trubisky turns into a fucking Pro Bowl, a, a second-time Pro Bowl quarterback. Well, uh, he's, he's going to go to a coach that realizes that he's just going to be a – that he's just, his ceiling is probably just being a game manager with the occasional deep throw and instead run. of Nagy trying to force plays through Mitch's arm. And he's going to go to another system like, yeah, possibly San, uh, San Francisco where they're just going to run – Stupid yeah. heavy, and he has a security blanket and Kittle. Yeah, definitely. And they they could pry the best out of him. Yeah, I I think that actually be surprisingly a good fit. But for the Bears, I can see us totally end up with like Marcus Mariota or fucking Derek Carr, and end up having it where we are mediocre, eight and eight, seven. I hope nine. we're worse. Actually, honestly, I hope I hope they don't because eight. I don't think the Russell Wilson or the Deshaun Watson thing are really we traded up hashtag our real possibilities if you do a look hashtag we traded up you'll see our conversation oh yeah it's just <laughs> yeah. us talking it's to each just other us. That, that's never been a hashtag since <laughs> then but but no because i think that the sean watson and russell wilson stuff are is so fantasy land not going to happen here i hope we don't get a plan c good quarterback at all you want to blow it up i mean they should have gotten rid of pace and, and Nagy. do you go full blow up and actually throw the defense up? Yeah, they should have they fired them. But the only reason, I believe, here's my conspiracy brain now, my sports conspiracy brain. They kept them around because the Bears' job wasn't going to be as appealing as the other jobs that were available. You had the 20th overall pick. You had no cap room. You have an aging defense and no real quarterback on your roster. When the other head coaching vacancies had top picks or someone in place already like a Deshaun Watson. Right, I can so because that. of that, I didn't think the Bears believed they could have landed a top candidate. So in a sense, they I feel like they brought back Nagy and Pace to buy another year. Yeah, to kind of like just as a as a I mean we 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 know about those like stopgap quarterbacks that we bring in. This is like a stopgap coach. <laughs> so, so, but then why the fuck would they franchise Allen Robinson? Because he's he's a piece that you'd want in the future to the future. But do you think after this year they will actually keep him? I hope so. <laughs> the only thing I or maybe you can even just use him as a chip to trade but that's what I was thinking that they may try to trade him before they like officially sign the franchise tag and shit mm-hmm. at the gym today I actually saw someone that had a fake bear shirt that said sell the team it's, I mean they're not going to do that but they're not going to do that but it, it starts at the top it's a shit show I don't think like I said we're going to solve this problem anytime soon unless they pull off some sort of miracle but then you still have the the, the Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy just blow the fucking team up. And here's the thing: I, I don't. Even if they do blow it up, I don't have faith that they'll even do a good job of picking the right of people, fixing it. Yeah, I mean, as a Bears fan, I completely understand Hector. There's a lot of fucking hate coming from over there, but it was, it was well directed hate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He kind of like said he hated himself for it too, and it's like, bro, just be mad at the team. Don't be mad at, at yourself. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick before we get out of here, I wanted to uh, bring up. Wondering if you saw the Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua agreed to a two-fight deal. I did see that. Uh, the only thing that scares me about that as a boxing fan is the fact that a lot of times these deals come about, but they don't actually give a date or place. And until that happens, that's when it's actually finalized in my eyes. I, I am kind of skeptical if it's going to happen, or I wouldn't be surprised if they do some bullshit in their like, first quarter 2022. 
I don't think Eddie Hearn would do that. Eddie Hearn is by far the best promoter in the world. He has been bringing out good fights. Perfect example of that actually just happened on Saturday with the Gallo Estrada versus uh, Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez fight. There was over 2,000 punches thrown. Holy shit. The last round alone is worth your money. <laughs> uh, honestly, they're probably two feet away from each other, just exchanging. It was a very tightly contested fight. Um, I would actually say that I thought that Chocolatito won, but I can kind of see why someone would give it to Estrada, but... There was a scorecard that I had it, I, I had it, I believe, 117-111, which is just an outrageous scorecard. I believe that's nine rounds to three in favor of Estrada. It was nowhere near that. And I actually believe the WBO or WBA, one of the two, actually suspended that judge. You know what? This is what boxing actually needs. Not the terrible scorecard, but the effective sanctioning bodies saying, hey, you know what? You can't do any of our title bait bouts anymore. Because of your bullshit scorecard. Corruption in boxing. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) It's just nuts to me how you can take such a great showing from Chocolatito and kind of throw it in the trash. His his right hand was landing all day. I'm going to have to rewatch that fight. Or watch it for the first time, I should say. And kind of score myself. Because I can't go deep into the shits with boxing. But I, I... I can't watch it and and tell you who score is winning the fight. Yeah, I feel like I can score pretty accurately. And for everyone listening to this, for the love of God, when you look at <laughs> after a fight, after a fight is over, and you look at the CompuBox stats, know a couple of things. One of them, CompuBox stats are not an official stat in boxing. Talk to him, please. It is someone with a clicker Get him. saying that, you don't know shit about yeah. boxing. Saying saying that a punch landed or a punch didn't. One. Two. Boxing is scored round per round. So if I outlined you a hundred punches to zero this round, but I don't land any and you only land fifty total the rest of the fight, you would still win because you won more of the rounds. It doesn't matter about the total number. You have to look at each round per round, people. All right? I'm fucking tired of people using CompuBox stats as like an, as an excuse of how someone won. Watch the fucking fight and score it yourself, please. Hater Lee's making the for real. <laughs> Hector's hate kind of fucking rubbed off Hector's on me. Hate rubbed off on <laughs> this one. Go off, Lee. Tell me how you really feel. With that, Joshua versus going back to the Go Joshua versus Fury. I actually think that's a good fight stylistically. Do you think because Joshua's boxing is is a little cleaner than let's say a Wilder that he can adapt to? Tyson Fury better in fight, and that might give Fury some trouble. So there's going to be two different things that I can see happen. One of them is that he is able to actually do consistent pressure and find a way to get an opening, Uh, find a way by throwing combinations, being able to set up a punch by kind of having a couple of throwaway punches. Mm. The issue with that is Fury is very slippery. So the opposite, on the opposite hand, he's very good at negating combos. So Fury versus Wilder, the thing about the first fight Wilder has insane pop in his right hand. So if he lands that, he can make you crumble. Joshua doesn't exactly have that type of power, but he just has better technique. So Fury might be able to see it since it's more predictable. I think it's a, an interesting fight at that weight class. I mean, honestly, heavyweight was boring as shit for years with the Klitschkos. I feel like these fighters are bringing new life to heavyweight. Uh, Ruiz, who beat Joshua, and Wilder, who lost to Fury actually are supposed to be in talks to yeah. fight each other as well. Yeah, Reese looks good, man. He's looking good. That's that's those uh that 
He got his uh, his that, training back in order. <laughs> that that's that taco meat from uh, Mexico, man. He's with Canelo. Hey, Reese looks good. That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun rooting for the guy, but then he won the belt and he got a little too comfortable. Came into the rematch what with an extra thirty pounds? Thirty pounds, Jesus. roughly. And you knew, you know what? Live betting. I think we were at Hawkeyes watching the fight. Yep. I know we're not a gambling podcast, but we talk about it a little bit. Um, first thing I said when Joshua came out in his ring walk. He didn't have a haircut, so I was like, all this motherfucker's all business. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can I put any money down on this? He had no time to go to the bar. He had no time to go to the bar. This is pre-COVID, too, mind you. This motherfucker was just at the gym waiting. Yeah, pre-COVID, no haircut. I mean, that's why I went to the haircut now. Bet the house. Yeah, you did get a haircut. Yeah, I got a haircut because I was tired of distracting you with my headbands. Yeah. You know what? For the people that can't watch our podcast stuff, which is everyone, <laughs> um, <laughs> there was a point. And I believe the last podcast that we did about two weeks ago where Edgar put a headband on. Look. And it distracted me so much. There was about 10 minutes that we had to stop recording because I was making fun of him a bit. I don't know why. This wasn't the first time you saw me in that headband. You were here the other day to watch UFC. You were getting braids, my guy. <laughs> There's only so much hair stuff I could remember. Yeah, to stop distractions. And honestly, just I was getting really tired of having the long hair. I had a hit up our guy, Cap. It was like the sixth time we bring him up in this. But we, might have to, we might have to hit we up Cap. To, we might have to have him on. Bring him in. Let me tell you what happened at the barbershop, too. I sat down, asked for the haircut, right? I got like a slick back. He tells me after after he's done cutting my hair, man, I fucking hate cutting hair like this. <laughs> I'm like what? He's like, yeah, I just I just don't know how to do it, dude. You just cut like you you couldn't tell me this before you started cutting my hair. You couldn't talk me out of it and just say, yo, I I know you want this, but <laughs> let me tell you, I can't do that. So why don't we just cut your hair how we how I used to cut your hair for the past six years? That's how you know he's a professional. He was like, fuck it, I'm gonna learn today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it didn't come out terrible. I kind of, I kind of do want to get rid of it too. Not because he did a bad job or anything like that, but it doesn't, work, it doesn't work that way. I got the middle part unless I put a ton of product in it, which I don't want to do. And then someone also told me that I kind of look like Kim Jong Un with his haircut. So True. I don't want to look like a dictator. So uh, and now we are on a list. I might have to. <laughs> I might have to hit up Cap again and uh, and get this touched up again. All right, that kind of wraps up today's show. We we kind of went a little different here. Uh, I know we didn't do shows last week and we're missing bowling today, but we still wanted to put something out for uh, for all the loyal listeners that were hitting us up, asking where the podcast was. Shout out Polo, the only guy that slid in our uh, Instagram DMs asking us where the podcast was. You know what? That's that is a great way to actually reach us, though. Not only Twitter at Yap Chicago underscore on Twitter on Instagram at Yap Chicago. And then our voicemail is three one two nine eight five six zero zero six. So please leave us a message if you guys have questions, if you guys want to talk shit, if you guys want to. Yeah, it doesn't have to pertain to anything that we talked about. I mean, Hector called up and we just wanted to rant about how much he hated being the Bears fan. And then I got a little hatred in my heart after that. But <laughs> but I mean, even if you guys want to talk about random shit, if you guys want to kind of pick our brain when it comes to stuff. We're here for it. We're, we'll entertain your comments and we'll answer your questions. And make sure you follow our our, uh, our personal pages too. You can follow me on Twitter at ep seven seven three underscore. I don't know mine, but if you follow him, just look up Lee's on his friend <laughs> list. Actually, I don't even think I'm under Lee's, but no, I think it's Alicio. No, it is Lee's, probably Lee's nine twenty two, maybe. But bam, there it is. Go follow us there too, and uh, tune in on Thursday for the next episode of Yap Chicago. Yes, sir. See you guys soon.